0: Hello, and welcome back to Rainy Day Podcast with your host, River. And Nico. So.
1: Took me off guard for a second. I forgot we did that.
0: (laughs) You're just like, what is happening? Yeah. So, today's episode is. I believe episode 15. Yeah, it should be. Yep.
1: I hope we're not re recording episode 14. No. <laughs> then I might start crying. <laughs> I
0: hate re recording things. <laughs> we're not re recording. This is episode 15, another true t- crime in mythology episode.
1: Technically, we are re-recording, because we had a mishap last
0: night. Yeah, but we only recorded, recorded, like, five minutes of an episode.
1: That's true. Okay. I... Should we... Should we just start? Yeah. I... A long episode. Want I don't want to
0: mispronounce things again. You could also put it in the chat.
1: Okay. I have to split my screen. I should have done that before. Give me, like, two seconds. And, yes, I... Uh, I I did the the I uh, wow. I did the myth of Jason and the the Argonauts, which we're pretty Yay. sure that's how you say it. Yep. And these notes probably beat Achilles. Whoa. Whoa. No. Yeah. Um so Jason's father was uh this guy. I I think it's pronounced something like Esan or something. Yeah, something. And um, he was next in line to be the king of Iagos. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> and that was that was a city in Thessaly. And his mother was said to be Alchemede, but uh, there's there's a lot of different things that say that that might not be. His mother, but the most common person that is his mother is Alcimedes. So we're just gonna go with that. Okay. Yeah. And Jason had divine blood in his ancestry.
0: Mhm.
1: Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I heard, I heard a noise and I didn't know what it was. Fair. Yeah. Um, so, before Jason came along, his father was imprisoned by his uncle, who wanted the throne to himself. Because mm-hmm. that's always reasonable. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, I didn't put names until, like, a few bullets later, so... Just, I don't even know. Uh, so, uh, Jason's uncle left his father alive under the conditions that he would stay locked away from the city and upon doing so Jason's father met his mother which was Alchimede mm-hmm. and you know a little while later Alchimede got pregnant he everybody, everybody knows how that goes um, yeah uh, so, so before giving birth to Jason um Alchimedie, uh, had a plan to trick um um, hold on <laughs> you don't hear me typing, I don't know what you're I don't know what you're saying cause, cause
0: cause <sighs> oh, you're not typing in the chat? I, no
1: but I'm I'm looking for the, the because the, the the person that I put in my notes, I'm pretty sure that's the father of Achilles, but it's not the father of Achilles. They have like similar names and I don't remember what his name was. I'm pretty sure if I pronounce it Peleus, like I was <laughs> last night, um, I don't think that's the correct person. Fair. Yeah. Well, anyways, um yeah, that guy, uh, was the uncle, and, um, community uh, wanted to trick him, because otherwise Jason would have been killed by his <sighs> uncle. Goodness. Whoa. Such a shocker. <laughs> yeah, so, um, uh, upon tricking, uh, Jason's uncle, uh, Jason was sent, uh, away from the city to keep him safe, you know, because that's, that's always how it goes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And so Jason was raised on this mountain.
0: This mountain being that. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure Pelion or something. I don't know.
0: That sounds right.
1: And I forgot how to pronounce the centaur's name again. And I want it. Oh! <laughs> how do you pronounce it?
0: Not the way you were pronouncing it.
1: Isn't it Chiron? Yeah. Yeah, Chiron. Yeah, and he was raised by that guy.
0: Um. That guy being. Yeah.
1: Oh no! I pronounced it.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, and so Chiron uh, trained a bunch of Greek heroes and kings and all that fun stuff, and he also trained Achilles, and yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they he educated all of the heroes and whatnot, and different subjects of things that they wanted to learn about, and that made them smart about battle and medicine, all of the fun stuff that People like to learn about. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Okay, so Jason wasn't noticed as a person. I don't know why I'm phrasing it like that. Until he was older, and that was when he uh, slew. I'm not sure if that's a word. The boar that roamed. Uh, Caledon, I don't know, some kingdom in Greece somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. and the king, the king didn't want to sacrifice um anything to Artemis, which was the goddess of the hunt and stuff. So yeah, to to um spite the king, she released a boar on his town, and uh, Jason. Uh, killed the boar
0: Oh
1: Yeah And then around the age of 20 Jason decided to, to return To his hometown Um where he was born mm-hmm. Um So uh His uncle And I'm not even gonna say his name Because I honestly don't know how to pronounce it and I don't want to pronounce it wrong So And I think I spelled it wrong too So I can't put it in the chat It's okay
0: it's okay. uh, so,
1: what?
0: What? What? I just said, it's okay.
1: Okay. So Jason's uncle, uh, was scared that uh, somebody would try to take his throne like he did to his brother. Because, I, th- why, why is everybody so obsessed with power? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and because of this, he went to an oracle, and the, the oracle told him that, uh, look out for a man with one sandal, and ironically, um, Jason, on his way home, helped a woman cross the river, and when he helped the woman, he lost a sandal, and this woman actually was Hera. Hera. In disguise. Whoa. <gasps> and she blessed him. I don't know. I don't know what that exactly entails. But yeah. That's what happened. When Jason returned to the kingdom. um, I am on my second page of notes. And I haven't read this in a day. <laughs> so Yeah. Uh, When he returned to the kingdom, his uncle asked him what he would do if um, a citizen were fated to kill him, if he was a king. And uh, Jason responded with the words of Hera because she blessed him. And she made him say that um, he would... ...make the citizen that would want to kill him go and retrieve the Golden Fleece. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Give me one second. Okay. And so, that's, that's what the king at the time did. He was like, hey... Uh, if you want to be king, then you have to go get me the Golden Fleece. And everybody thought it wouldn't be possible. But guess what? It was, eventually, after a long, long time of things. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, Jason's ship that he took was Argo, and his crew were the Argonauts, which sounds like astronauts, sort of. But no. That pleases me. And, uh, people on his ship were Heracles, um, the father of Achilles, which I'm pretty sure is... I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it, actually. Um, the northern winds that could fly, uh, Uh, two divine twins that I can't pronounce. And Orpheus.
0: Uh,
1: I don't... Is that how you... That's how you pronounce that, right? Yeah,
0: it's Orpheus.
1: Okay. And, yeah, they were basically a bunch of famous guys in Greek history that, um, were capable of doing a bunch of stuff. (laughs) So, their first stop was... I don't know how to say it. (laughs) I don't actually know if this is actually how it's spelled, either, because subtitles are crap. True. True. Um, Yeah, I put it in the chat.
0: It's like lemons, but not...
1: I'm pretty sure it's like lemnos or something.
0: That's how it's spelled. Well, how you spelled it, it would be pronounced like that.
1: Lemnos. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently... Lemnos I'm gonna pronounce it wrong if I'm pronouncing it wrong, you know, who cares anymore, honestly,
0: I mean, you spelled it right,
1: okay, so um on Lemnos, there were women who had previously killed their husbands, and the women did this because they rejected Aphrodite, and Aphrodite cursed them to smell horrible. <laughs> And the, the, the smell that they had were was, like, vomit-inducing. Vomit oh. Yeah, lovely. Lovely time for them. So then, thus, their husbands were like, Hey, I don't want to be around you anymore. So they were, like, on the beach and stuff. So when they slept one night, the women were just like, Hey, we're going to stab you to death. And, yeah. So all of the men were basically killed except the king who was uh, put in a barrel and tossed into the sea. Um, I don't know what's with Greeks and putting people in things and tossing them into the sea. I, I don't know. And then the king's daughter became the queen, and so now they have like a whole society, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, where was I? So, the, the Argonauts, yeah, they came to the island, and the women convinced them to stay. And this delayed their journey by a lot, because they were all, like, women. You know? <laughs> okay. And they did <laughs> They didn't really care that they smelled, or maybe they didn't smell them. I don't even know. Because they were at sea for so long. So, I don't know what happened there. But, yeah. Uh... Wow! I just skipped an entire bullet point there. So eventually, they they left the island after a while because Heracles was like, "Hey, it's time to go, guys." You know, he was the voice of reason. Apparently, on um, some of these islands that they got stuck on, I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Oh my god, I'm out of breath again. I... I can't. I... I... I hate life.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs)
1: Okay, so then, um... After that, they went to an island with the descendants of Poseidon. And they were giants with six arms, mostly. And the giants... Oh, well... Okay, no... The giants wanted to raid the ship, but the other guys that were the descendants of Poseidon, uh, they didn't want to raid the ship, and they were, like, nice. But the guys who wanted to raid the ship were mostly killed when they tried to raid the ship, and then they left. And then Uh they had to go back because they forgot things. And then a bunch of uh, natives wound up being dead because it was the night time and nobody could see anything and that included the new king that they were celebrating when they were there the first time so they kill the king oh for the first time there's more they kill more kings (laughs) give me another sec dun
0: dun 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 dun
1: okay i'm sorry
0: you're
1: good. My allergies decided to just act up right now. And I don't know why. Uh, Yeah. So they apologized for killing the new king, and they attended his funeral, and then they left again. <laughs> for good. And then later on, I might have skipped a few um, of their quote-unquote challenges, because I kind of stopped paying attention to the video for like five minutes, and there was a lot in the video, but <laughs> it's okay, because I have an entire other page. Good job. So, eventually, Jason's leadership was challenged, um, because they, for- they forgot Heracles and his squire, who was kidnapped, so Heracles was like, hey, I gotta go get my squire, you <laughs> know? And so they forgot him on an island and he was basically like not part of the journey at all anymore. But the, then the gods intervened and they were like, "Hey, we 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 did this. This is our <laughs> fault. Blame him." And so yeah, his leadership was saved sort of, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so eventually, uh, they, they they after crossing across seas, they went to a different sea. I don't know. Um, they encountered people from Thrace, which I find fun to say. Yeah. Um, they the, those people uh, they weren't nice, and <laughs> they killed that king also. Um, oh dang. And it was his fault. It was the king's fault. Because he challenged one of the guys to a fight to the death. So, yeah. 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 Okay, and then skip ahead a few bullet points, because I also forgot to pay attention to some of this, too. So then there's this guy, Phineas... Oh. And he he had his food stolen by harpies every time he went to eat, and I'm pretty sure he could see the future. Hey, <laughs> I, I have to pay
0: attention to that part. He got his food so, stolen, and he might have been able to see the future.
1: Exactly. And um, he he knew that Jason and the Argonauts would um save him from his fate and whatnot. So when they did, um he gave them guidance, and this was that the wandering rocks that crashed together every time something went between them... Uh Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. So, he was like, hey, if you make a bird fly before you go into the place where the rock is gonna, like, kill you, then you then then the then the rocks will crash together and then you can get through after the the, the rocks come apart again. Mm-hmm. And it worked. And then the rocks kind of just gave up. They were like, um, well, you beat us and we didn't kill you. So then they just kind of stopped moving forever. <clears throat> uh yeah. I, I have to read bullet points again. Hold
0: on. Bullet points whoa. My house is so loud today. Surprise, surprise.
1: Whoa. Whoa there. What what was I doing? Here I'm really confused. Dun
0: dun dun. Okay, so
1: dun. they Oh okay so they reached their destination with the island that had the golden fleece and then eventually uh, they they tried they tried to reason before they like they tried to like kill everybody and take the fleece mm-hmm. like the Greeks do sometimes you know <laughs>
0: yeah. and so
1: the the goddess goddesses Hera and Athena were like hey we want to help you so they went to um, Aphrodite and they were like, "Hey, help the the princess which I'm pretty sure is like um you know the you know the sorceress that competes with Cersei."
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, what's how do you pronounce her name?
0: That's a lot of work for me. I'm not good at pronunciation either. Do you have it in the chat?
1: Um I don't know if I spelled it right, but I'm pretty sure it's something like that.
0: Because Cause like i have an idea wait to google yep that's exactly what i'm doing right now
1: okay you do that should should i keep talking or? pronounce
0: names.com <laughs> <laughs> media wait what media media Media? Um, I don't think that's how you spell that. I, I think it's pronounced
1: something like media.
0: No, but it's more like, media. It's more like, instead of saying media, you press your tongue against the back of your teeth and you say media. I don't
1: like
0: that. That's how languages work.
1: I do like languages.
0: See, yeah. that's like a very, like, computerized. The other person was like, it's just media. How you'd pronounce it in like Italian languages, like that Spanish, just like a a dentalized consonant, I guess. (laughs) Anywho,
1: I I I got it um, from. um, I'm just gonna pronounce it, Medea.
0: That is not how it's pronounced.
1: Well I just looked it up and that's how it that's how it it
0: That's how they said Madea. it was pronounced?
1: Yeah. Medea.
0: Ew, but that's like a computer. The one I looked up was a Greek pronunciation.
1: <laughs> oh that's mad.
0: Okay. <laughs> Don't play the ad.
1: Okay, we're just gonna refer to her as the princess.
0: The princess. Oh
1: yeah. Who was also a sorceress.
0: The sorceress princess.
1: Yes, the sorceress princess. So, uh, Athena and Hera went to Aphrodite and they were like, Hey, make the princess of this land fall in love with Jason on their first, like, when she first looks at him. And so, that's, that's what, that's what they did. And, (laughs) yeah, the king was reluctant to give the fleece up, so... Yeah, they, they, um, he was like, hey, Jason, you have to do impossible tasks to get this fleece. Greeks love
0: impossible tasks. Tasks. What? I said Greeks love impossible tasks. They really do. That was really interesting.
1: And so after Jason completed this task, uh, the, the king was like, I don't like that. And didn't give the fleece up. And, um, yeah, where was, where is, where is, and then the princess was like, hey, to help you with your impossible task, I kind of went ahead a little bit, but it's okay. (laughs) I'm, gonna help you. And Jason was like, cool, so in return for this, I'm going to make you one of the most famous sorceresses in Greece. And yeah, they, they had a deal and stuff and whatnot. (laughs) So, in the trials, Jason had to plow a field with fire-breathing oxen. And, um, yeah, they completed this, and the king was like, hey, I'm going to dishonor our deal. And uh, so, Jason was like, hey, if you're going to dishonor our deal, then I'm just going to steal the fleece and go home. So, that's what he did. <gasps> Yeah, so on the journey, they, they were followed by the princess's half-brother, on a ship, obviously, and uh, they murdered him. Oh. And to pay for this, Zeus was like, hey, your ship is going to be blown to Italy, and there they encountered Circe. And then Circe was like, hey, I don't really care what happened, so you guys can just go. So, like, she kind of, like, absolved them of their sins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. They they faced other trials and stuff, and... Whoa, can I read? <laughs> and they eventually, they thought that the, um, the place where they stole the fleece, they thought they stopped... Uh, going after them, but they didn't. So eventually they encountered more people that wanted the fleece back, and they were like, yeah, no, we don't want to give the fleece to you. So then they were like, okay, well, the fleece was stolen, so now it's yours. But we want the princess back, because the princess had went with them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the only way they went, they, they were willing to, like, not let the princess go, was if she was married. So then... Jason, who had previously asked her to marry him, but she never gave an answer. Yeah, they they got married, and mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. <laughs> then Zeus got mad again, and he was like, "No!" And he put them on a track where it was like unfamiliar, and they didn't know what was happening. That explains my entire life. <laughs> So eventually, after carrying their ship across a desert, they carried their ship across a desert. Mm-hmm. Whoa. They were on their way back home. So, yeah. Then they returned home. And the princess uh, restored Jason's father's youth because he was like, Oh, I can't hang out with you anymore because you're old. Oh. <laughs> that sounded really bad. But yep. But that's... Basically what happened. Mm Because, like, he didn't want his father to, like, die and stuff. And he was like, I want to hang out with you and, like, do things with you that we never got to do. Because he was raised without his father and whatnot. So, Jason's uh, first cousin, which was the current king's daughter, was like, I want this for my father, too. So then... The princess convinced the daughter to kill her father by chopping him into little pieces while he slept and putting him in a cauldron that would restore his youth. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: the princess, or the sorceress, the princess (laughs) sorceress, was like, ha, I made you do this, but I'm not going to put the potion in to restore your father's youth. So then he was just dead
0: mm-hmm
1: yeah i I love how I'm like kind of enthusiastic about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. and then the sorceress princess and Jason were charged with murder,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they were forced to leave the kingdom to be able to not die, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, Jason wanted his city back. So he agreed to marry another daughter of a king. But uh, the sorceress princess was not okay with that. And, um, uh, um, uh, whoa. Oh, and both of them fought. And Jason was like, hey, do you not want to know a fact? Aphrodite made you fall in love with me. <gasps> and she didn't know that. And I don't know. So then she just agreed to the wedding because she was like defeated. But um, then she cursed the king's daughter that Jason was supposed to marry. She she cursed her dress, so the dress caught on fire, and the king, who tried to help his daughter, also burned. Oh. They really have a problem with burning things. They do. And so, the sorceress princess fleed, and before she did that, she killed three of her and Jason's children so that they could not be used against her, which is kind of sadistic if you think about it. It's- it's- it. you don't even have to think about it. I-, I <laughs> The Greeks and burning things and killing their children- <laughs> I have a problem.
0: And burning their children.
1: Ga yeah, burning their children too. What oh my god. So eventually, uh, Jason got his throne back after all of that. And then after he fell asleep on the now rotting Argo ship, uh it fell on him and he died oh and that's the end of my story oh
0: (laughs) you just end it with yes dead yep well good notes (laughs) the ending (laughs) no i'm joking wow you can't control the ending it is it is what has happened so, moving on to my story. This is the story of Glennon Engelman, also known as the Killer Dentist. Whoa! So if you if you oh hit... my God, it's snowing. <laughs> it is. It has been. Really? Like this whole time. I just noticed that. Okay. Sorry. Okay, so dentophobia is the fear of going to the dentist, and a super common and widespread phobia, and it's even more widespread than anxiety itself. Fun fact. (laughs) Uh, Glennon Engelman, born in 1927, and was raised in St. Louis. His father was a part of the U.S. Air Force, then worked on the railroad. His mother was a stay-at-home mom raising three kids, Glenn being the youngest. But yes, I'm going to refer to him as Glenn throughout the whole thing because it's it's short. Uh, He served in the Army during World War II and would treat ill people and help the community once he was out of the Army. He enrolled in Washington University of St. Louis in dentistry due to the GI Bill. Post-World War II service people could gain access to college more most of the time for a low cost because of this bill. That was really hard to get out. Um, There he met Edna Ruth Ball. The two got married in 1953 in Missouri. He was 26. Edna was 19. Two years later, he graduated from Washington University and then divorced Edna. So, bummer. (laughs) Um, He then married Ida G. Van Hess on April twentieth, nineteen fifty-six. He was twenty-nine, she was twenty-five. So he went from a Edna to an Ida. All he did was take out the N and marriage. (laughs) Um yeah, imagine like you being the ex-wife of like no remember like imagine someone divorces you and then goes on and marries someone named like Nick. what? No, like, that's so rough. Because that's, like, so close to your name that it just... its it, I don't know. I mean, bummer for her, but I don't think she's bum- I don't think she'll be bummed out when she... when all the news res- resurfaces and things like that. So, well, he was called the killer dentist, so before his murders, he would get out his anger and murdering once by... Uh, Trigger warning for animal cruelty. No. He would get out his anger and murdering wants by killing animals. He was into hunting and kept parts of the animals for trophies. He went hunting, though, to hurt animals, not for the food or for the sport. Which it's very different if you're gonna go hunting for food or hunting for sport. But if you're just hunting because you don't care about the animals and you want to kill them, and you're like, "Well, uh, I can go it's do this real to get I'm out," <laughs> and I can just do this to get my murdering wants out. See, that's not cool. There's, there's, there's cool hunting and there's uncool hunting. Wow. Well, you get what I mean. Cause yeah. Not cool, but, like, there's justified, and it's like, yeah. yes, great job, you're doing this. And then there's, whoa. <laughs> um, whoa there. Whoa there. Let's not, let's not just kill animals for murdering once and, like, leave them, uh, I don't know. He was, he was, he was someone. <laughs> um,
1: don't kill animals for your own satisfaction.
0: Yes, do it for food, or again for sport. That is our opinion, but
1: yeah, technically, sport is kind of your own satisfaction too. However, it's kind of different.
0: It is because you're not a
1: serial killer, and if you are, well,
0: I'm it's, sorry. It's never okay if you're. Ser- I think we're just taking this seriously because he went from killing animals f- because he wanted to, like, murder things to murdering people because he just cuz I guess the animals just weren't enough. But I don't know. Um December 17th, 1958, he was 31 and he shot Edna's so the first wife's new husband James Bullock. So oh. <laughs> Yeah, he was the he was he was an interesting guy. Um so Good. James Bullock was the clerk for the US Electrical Company and was a student. He was shot by the St. Louis Art Museum by a twenty-two caliber gun on his way to his night class. They had been married uh for five and a half months, and Edna had given Glenn consent to kill James in order to what? get in order to get his life insurance. <laughs> so I can't make that comment. Okay, so Edna got sixty-four thousand dollars, which now would be about six hundred thousand. And Glenn had an alibi at the time. And so, the place where James was killed, because you know he's, he was just heading to his school, was a place where gay men would meet up, and they would, and they thought maybe James was meeting his lover who killed him, or he was killed. By a bigot, which neither of those are true, as you can tell, because Glenn murdered him. But, you know, back in the days, if you even suspected someone was gay, you just kind of left their case, like, pushed back on the shelves, and were basically like, well, they're dead.
1: That's not fair. Exactly!
0: Exactly! So, his... His death was just kind of pushed by as like ah yes, it doesn't really matter. Here's life insurance. Um, here's life. Insurance. <laughs> here's life insurance. So she gave Glenn sixteen hundred. Wait, sixteen hundred. Wow, sixteen thousand. And created and so he created a drag racing drag strip business. So that's where you're, you're like driving cars. Um, his next murder would be in five years. He would say he did his murders for money and financial reasons, but he didn't gain a lot of money from the murders at all, so there weren't there's some speculation on that. So, September 26, 1963, he murdered either his business partner or his employee Eric Fry. So, Eric Fry was struck on the head with a rock and pushed down a well, and then once he was in the well, he was blown up with dynamite.
1: Well, in that case... Sorry.
0: And, well, you want to hear something even weirder? They ruled his death as accidental. <laughs> oh my god! After he was hit on the head, pushed into a well, and blown up with dynamite. Oh my god. How is that? I, I don't know. Um, so, Eric's Fry's wife Sandy, Glenn's friend, donated the life insurance money to the drag strip after Eric was killed. Sandy is also... Ida's niece, so, like, yeah, Ida's the new wife, and was also Glenn's lover.
1: Oh my god, this story is
0: messed up. So, no, not Ida, Sandy was his niece-in-law, by the way. Uh, the drag strip was also costing more than Glenn expected, and so he told... Sandy to strike up a relationship with Eric so he could get the money. <laughs> but also all he really got was about sixteen thousand. Which for a business or sixteen so many yes, I think it's sixteen thousand. Which like to be honest isn't a lot of money for the business he was in. Um so September nineteen sixty two they got married. Wait, yeah. So got I I I was about to say that. Eric and Sandy. See, I was about to say that. Don't worry, don't worry. Got married okay. and made Wait. And so they made Eric's death look like a mistake after they had finally gotten married. They cremated Eric so they couldn't look at the evidence. And so Sandy got uh 250,000 Wait, no, I'm not so sure there. No, cuz I I'm reading numbers wrong. Okay, we're going to put it in the chat just in case I am wrong. 250,000 or is that 100? Um, I don't know. How to Wait, isn't that. it 250,000? <laughs> this is pain.
1: So before before the two, it's fifty thousand. So
0: it would be two hundred fifty thousand. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so gave and so she gave, of course, uh, Glenn, sixteen thousand, <laughs> which is now a hundred and wait one hundred forty thousand. You're really struggling. Yep. Then the business closed because the money that Sandy gave him wasn't enough. So, Ida and Glenn's marriage ends in 1965 because she finds out about his affair with Sandy. Sandy then becomes pregnant, and it might be his child, or it could be Eric's. Oh, my. We don't know. He decides to go back into dentistry. He marries Ruth Jolly in 1967 and he began giving away free dental care to people who couldn't afford it. But he was also racist and the St. Louis Civil Rights Commission, like, was basically like, uh, what the heck? Because he was refusing dental care to black women. Oh. Yes. Uh, so moral of the story, not cool. Um, Nine years later, he murders again alongside Carmen Miranda, his dental assistant. The Engelman family had taken care of the Mirandas in the 50s and 60s and even let them live under their roof. He also gave her an illegal abortion because she couldn't find a place to do it and she couldn't tell the police why, like, she was so in debt to him because she would have gotten arrested because at the time abortions were illegal um so he made Carmen marry a telephone line man man wow named Peter J hom September fifth nineteen seventy six age forty nine Glenn shot Peter next to his wife in a wooded area Carmen told the sheriff it was a hit and run and it was written off as an accident so Hello. He's very lucky with these accidents. Quote unquote. Um, Carmen was hospitalized for depression because of the incident, and Glenn demanded that Carmen collect s- uh, numbers. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to my life where I can't read numbers, and if someone t- made me read numbers to save my life, I would die. <laughs> yeah. I can't read numbers because I don't know. How do you? Okay, seventy-five thousand. So I was right. I just got scared. <laughs> so Nick gave her brother. So he gave Nick her brother the insurance, and the brother gave Glenn ten thousand dollars, which is now forty-seven grand nick ends up testifying against glenn glenn was now planning his next murder bob handy his employee was a handyman Was a handyman named bob handy (laughs) and now glenn's new helper so not as not as funny uh when getting lunch he confessed his murder sprees glenn then offered how they could make a lot of money glenn was having an affair with barbara boyle What's with all these affairs? He is married to Ruth at this point. And so she convinced... He convinced Barbara to marry Ronald Goosewell and marry him. Ronald was loaded and his parents were, like, mega loaded. On November 3rd, 1977, Bob and Glenn broke into Ronald's parents' farmhouse in Illinois. He shot both Arthur and Vernita Goosewell. They said this was a home invasion gone wrong. A year later... Ronald claimed the inheritance. A year after that, March 31st, 1979, at 11pm, when Ronald was pulling into his driveway, Glenn and Bob ambushed him and pulled a 38 pistol on him and left Ronald in his car, dead. (laughs) It took five days before discovery of his body, which is not good. Because as we know, what do dead bodies do? They decay and they smell super fa Like, and that happens really fast. So after five days, that's like... It's, it, it, it's not a pleasant that's smell. Okay. It's not a pleasant smell. Um, they thought he was driving to have a sex worker because he had coins and condoms and, a cigarette, and cigarettes in his car. But again, he was also married and had... And of course he had he was loaded and people smoked all the time back then. So So they thought it was just a wrong place at the wrong time situation. Barbara became the heir of the Goosewell oil business and got his life insurance policy and inheritance. 17 months later she got 340,000 which today is about 1.0 million. She gave some One of the 1.0 mo-
1: million.
0: 1.5 million. Oops. <laughs> I me- I missed the five. Um, <laughs> she gave some of the money to Bob and Glenn. Suspicion raised to Barbara, and she was arrested and convicted of the murder for Ronald and his parents for 50 years. So, she got 50 years in prison. And I am being texted. I have responded. Um... Uh... Suspicion- yeah, she was- 50 years. Three years later, he commits his last murder. January 14th, 1980, 50-year-old Sophie Barrera is killed by a car bomb. 4.45 p.m., Sophie headed to her car and something had been placed under her front left tire. And She started the ignition and went in reverse, and that triggered the bomb. Glenn was finally on the radar, and they eyed him for James Bullock, so they brought him in for his connection in that murder, and also Sophie Barrera owned a South St. Louis dental lab that Glenn owed $14,000 to. She had taken him to court and her son said it was him because the two had been fighting in court about the money. He was brought in for questioning, talked to them for three hours, and denied a polygraph test. In this interview, he denied her death and said he would have won the lawsuit, saying, I'm not sorry she's dead, she got what she deserved. So when you're getting questioned for murder, you don't want to say that the person got what they deserved.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably not. That
0: doesn't sound, uh... That's, that's, like, super suspicious. But in the first place, you shouldn't murder anyone. Just putting that out there. Um, his alibi was that he was in the dentist's office all day, and they let him go. They also thought maybe someone could have placed the bomb for him. They interviewed his ex-wife, Ruth, cause, and they, and gave them information for his past activities. She gave them information about his murders, and she wore a device that would record their conversations. During this, he talked about the scheme with Carmen and talked about how he got 10000 from her brother, Nick. Also, he said he'd like to settle down and do dentistry. He said he murdered people because of the money. Um, so he talked about how he liked nice camaraderie and closeness with women who helped with the killings. Arrested- he was arrested February of 1980 for the murder of Peter Holm. That's so interesting to say Holm-, Holm. How's it pronounced? I don't know. Uh, people who worked with him started- <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I talk to myself, it's fine. People who worked with- It makes
1: with- you smarter, it's okay.
0: Yeah. People who worked with him started giving information. Carmen, Bob, Nick all came forward and John Newton Carter talked about Eric Fry. He had worked with Glenn at the drag strip. He confessed 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 to the Goosewell murders and became a triple life term. Plus 30 years and was not charged for the Bullock shooting. March 3rd, 1990 age 71 he died due to complications with diabetes in Jefferson City Prison that oh. is the ending of my probably very confusing partially uh, not reading numbers correctly story
1: <laughs> fun fun
0: fun indeed but your your story was really good today good job i'm proud of you yeah. I'm proud of you too <laughs> thank you thank you Maybe someday I'll learn how to read numbers. Someday. Now, time for everyone's favorite part. The plugs. Follow us on our Instagram at Rainy underscore day underscore podcast. Visit our website at rainydaypodcast.webnode.com And go to our Spotify where you can look it up as Rainy Day Podcast. <laughs> our email is a rainy day podcast at
1: gmail.com, and our Facebook is Randay Podcast. And there's a group and a page, and they are linked. So, there.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Goodbye, everyone.
1: Goodbye.
0: Beautiful. <laughs>